What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the debut edition of Where I Come From. It's a podcast created by me, Mr. Tone Deaf, uh, here on the TDR Network, where I want to do something special uh, by highlighting Milwaukee as a whole. Some of these episodes that you'll hear over the course of this particular podcast will either be personal close friends of mine who have small businesses, are doing a project in regards to the city of Milwaukee, or just really dope people I want you to get to know who kind of like me has not really been out there in the scenes, but we've been doing big things for a while now. Um, As you know, I do a couple other podcasts here on the TDR Network as well as one of the founders of TDR Network. So for me to go ahead and actually break off and do my own podcast where it's just me working with other people, it was something I've kind of always have been doing. If you've been rocking with Tone Deaf Radio since our blog talk radio days, you know on occasions I've had my own individual shows like Sound Dropping where I mostly cater to the music scene. Um, I would find independent artists, underground artists, local artists. We would highlight their music because I really wanted you to hear what's out there outside of what mainstream is. But when it came time for us to move over into the podcasting world, I kind of still had the same idea. But I didn't only want to focus on music because there's some really dope artists here in regards to the city. But overall, there's dope people all together. So throughout this time of you checking us out here on where I come from, I will, like I said, have everything from authors who have written books independently with no major publishing and anything in regards to it. I'll be sitting down with doctors and therapists who have actually, you know, worked with the community in regards to trying to bring mental uh, health awareness out here a little bit. I've talked to mothers who are dealing with everything from fibro all the way down to lupus to, you know, losing their kids at a very young age. A lot of things I want to talk about is not necessarily always going to be serious. We definitely will have some fun um, throughout this whole entire trip. But one of the mantras that I've always had for myself as a host, as a producer, and just actually as a um, a CEO is I want to make sure that anytime we put out a show, we put out a product, we put out anything, we not only entertain, but we also educate. And most importantly, we inform you a thing. So to me, this is my informing uh, podcast. Bear with me, people. Uh, most of the times when you hear me doing a show, I usually have co-hosts. I usually have my right-hand one of the Death Fresh show. I usually might have Mimi sitting across from me. Or I might have any one of the other ladies here on TDR who might participate with me in regards to doing episodes. But with me flying solo, this is something new for me. This is a new experience going into the 2020. I hope you guys rock with me. I hope you guys like my podcast. You know... Like they always say, give it a like, give it a five-star rating, give us, give me feedback. I don't care if you give me feedback in the DMs, if you actually post directly on the page. If you just don't like the way I sound, man, just give me something, okay? I'm not that kind of person. I want all the information because I want this to grow. I don't want this to be just a short 10-episode podcast. I want it to grow into something serious, something with longevity, because I, I do plan on putting 
just as much effort into this as I put into almost anything else. So you're definitely going to hear a lot of topics all over the place. Um, this is not one of those shows where we only focus on what's going on on pop culture or what's going on on TV or even just, you know, cracking jokes all the time in regards to each other. Now, I want I want to make sure that everything that we talk about is something you may have considered, something you may have had questions in regards to, but just didn't know who to ask or just want to just know how do I start ABCD. That's this. That's what I want to do with this particular show. So in the beginning, some of these episodes you're going to hear, they're going to be completely off the wall, completely to the left. Some topics we might start and not even finish. Uh, sometimes you might see a side of me that you didn't even know existed, but that's the whole purpose of me wanting to do this. So welcome to where I come from podcast the podcast about milwaukee about people in milwaukee about things going on in milwaukee make sure you check us out on all streaming platforms that's apple itunes that's on spotify that's google player or wherever else you listen to your uh, podcast and check out this very first interview with this young lady who is doing big things uh miss trina nicole she started her podcast last year but if you've ever heard of Trina Nicole, you know that she's known as the fly girl with fibro. Um, I definitely want to sit down with her because I personally did not know that much about fibro. So in this short 15-20 minute interview that I had with her, she gave me a little bit of knowledge of how, uh, how it's been affecting her. Also, make sure you check out her blog, her her Facebook, and more importantly, check out her podcast because she is now one of the newest family members here on TDR. And be on the lookout for some of her work through us. You know, she has a lot going on in regards to it. And we here at TDR are definitely going to be behind her to help her, you know, get the message out there. And, you know, get her on the bigger things in regards to that. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and let's get into this interview. What's going on, everybody? It is me, Mr. Tone Def, back in the building one more time. And I am joined today by a beautiful young lady who is not new to the podcasting game. I mean, you may not have heard her voice for about six months, but <laughs> we're going to get down. We're going to get to the bottom of all of that <laughs> and why it is like that. And we also going to have a special announcement afterwards, too. So. Stay tuned to the whole entire episode. But I am joined by Miss Trina Nicole of Fly Girl of Fibro. How are we doing today? Good, thank you. So, let's get down to business here. Number one, what made you start podcasting? Um, so I just thought of it. It was another platform to help you know spread my message um, about my book and my brand, and just another way to you know get to other people that might be suffering from any type of like invisible illness and just raise that awareness. I always say I'm here to enlighten, empower, and educate others. So I thought podcasting would be a good way to. That's beyond dope right there. Now you used a, a phrase that I have never heard before until listening to your podcast, which is invisible illness. Mm -hmm break that down for us so invisible illness is just that is you know things that people can't see so when you look at me you know the 
you know, for the most part, I try to keep myself together. <laughs> that is not hard for her to do, people. I'm um, just saying. So when you look at me, like you wouldn't assume that I had anything going on. It's invisible. Okay. Um, a lot of people like mental health. That's invisible illnesses. Um, what people think, sometimes it's not. Well, sometimes it's not. But some you got your it. Harley Quinns in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, just things. A lot of us that are going through internally that don't show on the outside. It's invisible to everybody else. But it's okay. very real to us. Okay. Now, fibro, which is a really, really big word. Mm -hmm. What is that? Fibromyalgia. Uh, so what it is, I'm going to give you the like textbook and I'm going to give you my definition. Okay. So the textbook is, it's like chronic nerve pain. Okay. Um, for anyone that suffers from fibro, it looks and feels different for everybody um like the the type of pain where the pain how often the frequency is okay. all different um they really don't know my understanding is like what directly causes it but yet there's like over a million people that, that suffer from it they know what causes it they just want to keep you on a little <laughs> right. a little treatment because right. it makes more money than trying to figure yeah. it out and fix it right I'm just saying. um so they do they do say that they feel like you can be triggered by stress trauma genetics so what i personally as i've been going through this journey and even writing because writing is therapeutic for me so mm -hmm. when i started writing about my journey and thinking about that like okay sh yes i've been through some stressful things okay i've had uh trauma in my life early in early childhood up until just a few even a few years ago so my definition of it it's all that pain trauma secrets hurt anger all of that internal that we don't know what to do with it's got to start coming out some way true so I feel like it's like a physical manifestation of all of that. And you can't begin to heal one without healing the other. Okay. And so that's how my journey started. So basically what you're saying is your body is sick of your shit. Mm -hmm. And like they're going to let you know. Yes. All right. You know what? That's, <laughs> I can roll with that. That makes sense. So that definitely makes together. sense. Get your shit together. It's like your liver. When your liver is tired of you drinking, it's fucking telling you. It's right. It's going to act exactly. up. So I, I can get that. Your nerves. Your nerves are bad. Your nerves you are bad. You know when your mom be like, my nerves, I really, my nerves are really bad. <laughs> so how old were you when you first started experiencing these issues? Because so, you said you started out in your childhood. Mm -hmm. Well, the trauma in childhood okay. is what I think partly um, contributed but the symptoms for me started in like my early 20s okay so there can be like a lot of symptoms so i'm a migraine sufferer so am i so and a lot of the a lot of stuff is stress induced and that's what i'm learning okay so i started kind of with the migraines and then i was started having pain um in my right hip out of i'm like 20 something years old i'm like dang my hip is bad already like, <laughs> got a bad hip got a bad hip um and then back pain and just just pain and me going back and forth to the doctor trying to figure out like what is causing all this pain so i've been experiencing symptoms like pretty much since my early 20s but really just got like a diagnosis about three years ago wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> now i know a man is never supposed to ask a woman this but <laughs> how old are you i have just turned 35 okay so you started having these issues back in 20 Mm -hmm. But until you was about 31, 32 is when you finally had a doctor sit down and say, yeah. look here, this is what you got. Yep. How was all the doctor visits prior to up to that? Because if you're having hip pains at 20, mm -hmm. that that's probably what that definitely wasn't the first one. So what were they telling you before? Like, it's all in your head. You just need um, to rest. No, up. a lot of it was just 
you know, oh, you're so young. Like you're probably just overworking yourself. You need to like rest. Um, you know, and I talk about this in my book and I've wrote about it about particularly to me, women of color, our pain isn't always believed. It's very easily dismissed. This is a true statement. Um, so it did take a few doctors. I mean, I've seen specialists and like, what is going on with me? Um, but also too, in my twenties, you know, I have three kids. So some of it I think was also triggered by pregnancy. I had three C-sections, which is still trauma to the body, right? Like people don't understand like C-section, that's a major surgery. Well, like both they- <laughs> my girls got here that way. So I know. So you know. I know. So I think all of that combination of all these things finally is like, okay. And then it got to the point where I'm like, I can't just I can't do this anymore like there's something going on and it took for me to like visit different doctors and try to they put me in physical therapy and like none of this is working so I had to finally like find a doctor that will listen and that's the key because a lot of people like we see we might continue to see a doctor and we think that they they don't have all the answers and I'm very like you know what would Jay say on to the next like if you're not giving me what I need in this relationship any type of relationship but in this doctor patient related you're not listening to me I'm, I'm finding somebody else that will and that's what i did okay. so when they finally said okay this is what you got what were some of the treatments that they recommended for you um so like i was saying physical therapy okay um of course medication and trying like different medications um it's really a trial and error type of thing that's not safe right it's not (laughs) that's Um, not safe at all i will say the doctor that i'm currently seeing he's very good about if i have an idea or i've done some research and i bring it to him like okay what if we try this um he's very good about not trying to force me to no this is what you need to take i'm like i don't like this i don't like the side effects so really over the last like year or so with him i got to the point i told him i said i think i'm not going to try to prevent the pain anymore i'm going to just deal with it as it comes because to me the medication that we're trying to prevent the side effects are worse than right they try to give you some drugs for a headache and next thing you know what you got anal bleed for no reason so i'm like so i'm down to one medication but then also again going back to that mental health part and that emotional me taking the responsibility like all right i need to go talk to somebody because there's a lot going on in all of this well we here at tone deaf radio are strong advocates of going to see a therapist regardless of what our parents told us Mm -hmm. growing up that's one of the biggest issues black folks won't go seek therapy because you're not supposed to let that white folks in your business and sometimes you need to let the white folks in your business but i will say though there we have a lot of dope especially in milwaukee we have some dope black women therapists this is true and i recently found that out yep when um one of my sisters started going to therapy for herself and then no for her daughter first and then for herself and yeah we need to get them more highlighted yep. maybe black I, folks know that black folks yep. are listening I they'll go them, more. i tag them and stuff because i know some of them i go to i agree um i think with therapy sometimes with the white folks like they you know they can't necessarily relate to our struggle all. all the time so i found like going to another black woman it's like all right sis like this was going on and they are but they're able to in a professional you know not judge you and like what i like about therapy is it really gives me another perspective so me even like i have a whole chapter about my dad um and i say isn't it funny how somebody who didn't have a presence in your life has so much of a presence in your life break that down for us so you know me dealing with that 
and that relationship and not thinking into my adulthood, like how that would affect me going to therapy and having somebody break it down. Like, did you ever consider maybe your dad didn't have the tools himself? I'm like, oh, like you never look at it from the other side. I'm just looking at it from her and the little girl that needed her dad and he wasn't there. He was running the streets. So even being able to write about it, I mean, he got a whole chapter in my book and he didn't, he wasn't even around. But so, I needed to do that, and I needed an to. Yeah, so, so since we're here and we're talking about relationships and whatnot, you're three kids deep, so you had some practice <laughs> in relationships. How I'm was? Not good at them. <laughs> yeah, I said you had practice. I didn't say you were successful. <laughs> uh, how was dealing with trying to date, or let me let me rephrase that: trying to find a suitable mate to be with, knowing you had these medical conditions, because. I know men, we can be stupid at times. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying you're having these problems, you're having these migraines, you're having these aches and pains, we might instantly think, oh, she not for real, Mm -hmm. especially if they've never heard of it. No, they're looking at you coming up with excuses for stuff. And instead of us trying to figure out what Mm -hmm. the problem is, we write it off. How was dating, especially during the time you didn't know what the hell was going Mm -hmm. on? Um, well, I can't really speak to because my kids' father and I, we had been together since we were like teenagers. So I can, I can speak to now. I think because I've been uh, raising more awareness about it, people are more, I haven't really found anybody to just be like, you know, you fake it. They want to know more about it. So I will say, you know now. Yeah. Right. Um, but I will say, I, I do feel like in particular, like I was saying earlier, black women, our pain isn't always believed because, and it's partly our fault, right? Because the world expects us to be strong. Like we always wearing the weight of the world on our shoulders, but we never correct anybody right like we always like just keep going keep going keep going instead of saying like no this is too much i can't do this we always gonna push through right so i think it's part of us like taking that back like no we don't always have to be strong um so i will say i do feel like i've had instances where people might like oh she bullshit like ain't nothing wrong with you. i've heard that like girl ain't nothing wrong with you like how you gonna tell me it'd be your own people it'd be your own people um, so i will say i think uh my kid's father going through the journey kind of with me. I don't think he understood. Okay. Um. I, sometimes I was even think my kids still don't understand because again, like my book is literally pushing through the pain. It's literal. Like I literally push through the pain to make it to their events, to go to work, get them what they need, you know, do all that. So I think sometimes they all kind of looked at me like, okay, what is mom? Like, what is she on? Right. So the moments <laughs> when you, don't feel like getting out of bed because the migraine the migraine is too strong. Mm-hmm. But then two days later, here you are at the basketball game right. screaming from the top of your lung right. can be kind of confusing yep. on the outside looking in, yep. especially with kids, because all they want to know is, mommy, I need some more cereal. Right. That's all they care about. Right. Or I need to borrow that's your all, phone. That's what they're used to right. seeing. So that's what I'm saying. I think, too, as women, like we have to start like really when I talk about self-care, part of that is boundaries and saying no. I was very bad at saying no. I, like I always feel guilty. Like right. if I can't make things. Or, but now, listen, 35 year old Trina is like, no, I'm not doing that. And I don't have to give you a reason why. I just don't want to do it. Real nigga shit. <laughs> you don't have to get nobody a reason for nothing. But Maybe your kids. That though. comes That's with time. It. Right. I mean, even my kids, though, sometimes like looking, I was just telling you, my 10 year old, his basketball schedule is insane. And sometimes I just have a conversation like, hey, mom, I'm not going to be able to make this game today. Usually he's like, all right, mom, that's fine. Because he knows I'm at, right. you know, most of the other 50,000 games he has. <laughs> 
And that'd be the game. He act up because mom ain't there. Listen. Cussing out players and stuff. <laughs> Whatnot. But uh so you said it several times already. You wrote a book. <laughs> yes. All right. We kind of have an idea where the book came from, but what made you take your writings for relaxation and turn it into a graphic novel? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um it wasn't so I've always been a writer okay. like literally since I could start writing I've always been a writer I got away from it for a while um, not intentionally but once all of this kind of started happening to me I just needed a way to kind of express myself I've always right. been into like journaling so this book really is a result of journaling and me just kind of like writing out my feelings and things that I was going through and like I said because they think fibro can be caused by stress trauma genetics a combination when i really sat with that i'm like damn i've been through a lot of shit in a short amount of time so thinking back on my childhood and i even had to ask my mom for permission for some of this because smart you know i'm like are you okay with me kind of putting some of that out there and she's right. like it's your truth that's what you witnessed I mean, at least like, you asked. I was watching Queen Sugar. We seen what happened when she didn't talk to her I'm family. Behind. I'm so behind the Queen Sugar. I need to. Last, se- time to last season was so epic, fam. Okay, so much, so much came out, I'm came so out behind. the closet. Okay. So much. Yes, I gotta get back. I'm so behind on Queen Sugar. But um, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> we raw here. Okay. Go ahead. Just take care of your business. Okay. I gotta bring Dilly in anyway. Um. But yeah, so like just sitting with all that, thinking about things that happened in my childhood, thinking about the uh, relationship with their father, like toxic, but me not Mm. knowing any better at 16, 17, you know, going through all that and even, you know, writing this and even though I didn't have to protect anybody's feelings, I still didn't want him to read it and feel like he came across as the bad guy. But at the same time, it's like, bro, you contributed to a lot of this stress. So I got to keep it running. Like you, you were the bad guy at certain points. At certain points. So, I mean, he read it and like, he was like, all right. And even my oldest son was 16. He read it and he was like, wow, mom, like I had no idea. So, you know, it was just getting all that. Like I was saying before, when we keep all that pain, trauma, secrets, hurt, anger, resentment, you hold all that in. It's like, you got to do something with it. So, so for me, it was writing. So going to your 16 year old, when he read it, like, did that kind of make y'all bond a little bit stronger? Because, you know, kids don't always look at things from their parents point of right. view. But now that you put yourself on the table and things that happened before he was here, while he was here and now to the present, he kind of has a better understanding mm-hmm. that mom is not just mom. Mom is actually a woman who started off as a girl right with this issue like how did he react to it um he liked the book the first which i was like so it was funny how it happened because he just happened to pick up the first um proof copy mm-hmm. and he just was like skimming through it and then he like i watched him literally sit down and like start page and like really read it and he's like mom this was really good he's like i had no idea he's like i'm glad i got to read things from your point of view so right. i definitely think um it opened up some dialogue for us that we needed to have just about situations again kind of with me and his dad and him he's very close to his dad which right. is you know of course but like but i never was the mom to be like that ain't shit type you know and thank you for that <laughs> so i think when he read it and he's like oh okay like i get it now from your side so so did he go have those conversations with his dad then um they always have conversations i'm not sure 
I try to stay out. I'm like, that's y'all relationship and whatever y'all, okay. you know. Respect. But I'm sure conversations were had after both of them read it. <laughs> you have to. I mean, shout out to him for at least being an active dad mm-hmm. to be sure. able to have that relationship, even though he was a, a villain at one <laughs> point in time. I was going to say something else, but I don't know him like that to, to give him that title. Um, so what's next for you? Um, we were just talking about 2020 is all about growing this brand and, and continue to raise awareness. And, um, I really feel like, you know, a lot of us are trying to find our purpose. Right. And I feel like once all of this came out, my book, um, the launching the brand, I really feel like I'm walking in my purpose and I'm here to help others. And I always okay. say like help others with my words. So whether that's writing, speak, I've been doing speaking events, you know, getting my podcast back on track. Um, you know, my little hiatus. <laughs> we all need breaks every once in a while. So uh, we get it. So I think, but I think it's a good example of me when I, if I'm out here preaching self care, mm-hmm. I had to keep 100. Like, I need a break. Like, right. this you got to is- put everything on the table and say, okay, I got to stop this, this, and this yep. in order for me to make sure I'm okay. Yep. Because these, these 50 million basketball games, I'm not, <laughs> I can't take them off the table. Right. Just got to minimize Listen, them. And my oldest son is in high school. He plays football, baseball. Now he's saying he running track. My 10 year old plays football, basketball. My five year old is karate, soccer. So when I tell you, like, damn, you got every sport covered. Every sport covered. <laughs> and then just trying to, you know, work full time, build this brand. But I'm excited. Um, anything Fly Girl, like, I get excited because. Where'd you come up with that name from? Uh, so, listen, you know, I'm 35. <laughs> I grew up in the 90s. I mean, I kind of knew where yeah. you got it from when I first, like, okay, I know where she got it. Yeah. I want to hear you so, say So, yeah, that. you know, Living Color, shout out to J-Lo, the original Fly Girls. You know, we, we all wanted to be, the, be them when we were little. They were, you know, they were stylish. And so when I was trying to think of how to describe myself okay. with this condition, like, I'm not my condition. Right. Of but not. how do I describe myself having this condition? So and I love alliteration. So I'm like fly, fly, fierce, fabulous, flawless. Like what goes with fibro? And I'm like and I was like Googling and somebody already had like fab with fibro. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm really fab, like fabulous with fibro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just I don't know. And then fly girl. And I'm like, I am fly. I'm fly girl with fibro. <laughs> so it just kind of stuck. And I, I I'm very proud of it, um, and it's it's being known. So my it marketing, is. my marketing is working because people are like I know it, the red, black, and white, right? You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know the name Fly Girl with Fiber before I knew the girl. So See, that's what's up. Listen, that, you that's exciting. Your right. That's exciting. So yeah, and, it, and just like shout out to all you know people that have bought the book. And when I tell you, like I didn't know how it was gonna resonate with people. Like you don't know who needs to hear your story, right? And I get like paragraphs in my dms of women like i ordered your book i see myself in you i am you like thank you you gave me the courage to speak out like people don't believe me when i say i have this pain so if i'm helping people like to me that's what's important it's like you said it's a it's a secret illness Mm -hmm. okay and a lot of people suffer from it which kind of makes people want to know more about it Cause like you have a family member who get diagnosed with that, or you dated somebody who got diagnosed with it, or you heard that your neighbor across the street mm-hmm. has it and you want to know more about it. So having not necessarily the literature, cause anybody can go to a doctor and get a pamphlet mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but to have somebody who actually speaks as they walk into mm-hmm. it sticks with people more. Yeah. Cause you see, okay, this is something like this is going on. It's like, Oh, 
Now, when my sister was doing this, it makes sense. Or when my cousin was doing this, it makes sense. Or that's what mom was talking about. Mm -hmm. Because now it's told in a way that they can understand it, which makes people want to. And it was important when I was writing the book, I wanted still my voice. Like, so um, I had an editor and when she first sent the edits, they were very like grammatically correct. And I was like, no, we got to take that because I want my voice to still be like I'm talking to you. Like, you got to take care of yourself. Um, so that was important to me. So I think that's why it's resonating because I just keep it 100. Like it's it's not easy, but you got to push through. Some of us like we don't have a choice. Right. I have to still get up and go to work. And sometimes like I'm in um, like groups on Facebook and stuff. And some people, I think if you get stuck in that negativity of it, it makes it worse. Right. Because I think it's also a mindset like, OK, I'm not going to let this be defeated by this um, condition. But I get it. It's hard because it's like, how is it not like hard or sad or you get mad that you're in pain, every some type of pain every day. Right. So I get it. But it's just like sometimes you just got to like pick yourself up and push. Got to roll with it. Got to pop a couple of pills and keep it moving. So you got to do what you got to do. Right. (laughs) 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 Self-care. But I definitely want to thank you for stopping and doing this interview. Um, This is not going to be the last time we speak. Oh, no. Most definitely. (laughs) Uh, you got something to tell the people before we get out of here? Um, you know, this book is available on Amazon. Visit me at flygirlwithfibro.com and you can find me on all social media at flygirlwithfibro. No problem. Well, once again, I'd like to thank Trina for coming in. Like I said before, make sure you check us out on all streaming platforms. That's iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to your podcast as and also make sure you check out other shows here on tdr such as in real bar talk culturally awkward the deaf fresh show keeping it cute as well as a little slew of other shows just basically go on the internet type in tdr network and you will find so many different podcasts with us with that being said we out of here people peace